Hi there, I'm Eleanor and welcome to the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Each week we're covering a new destination across Sun City Cruise, USA Worldwide and Camping Holidays, talking to a clickier industry expert and giving you some top travel tips. This week we won't be talking about Poland as mentioned at the end of our last episode, but we will be talking about Iceland. Myself and Kevin will be chatting about all things Reykjavik with Stephen. I'll be chatting to our attraction and excursion company, Do Something Different, and we'll have some top tips. In our resort report, we'll be talking all about the land of ice and fire. It's Iceland. Iceland is a small and breathtakingly beautiful country located in the Atlantic Ocean between Greenland and Norway. It has a population of around 332,000 Icelanders and nearly six times as many visitors annually with almost 2.2 million people visiting in 2017. 23,280 Irish people made the trip north so far this year. Iceland is also a fascinating country and these are some top facts about it. Reykjavik, the capital, is a UNESCO city of literature and home to around a third, if not a little bit more, of the population. It has the oldest parliament in the world, which dates back to uh, 930 AD. It's number one in the world for both gender equality and number one on the Global Peace Index. It has 170 geothermal pools. It has 32 volcanic systems across 130 volcanic mountains. 11% of the island is covered in glaciers. It's home to 4 million puffins, 460,000 sheep, 350,000 whales and 80,000 horses. Interestingly, horses can't be imported and those exported can never return home to Iceland. (laughs) To talk about it, we have Kevin from our sales team who's been in travel and click and go for about two years and he's actually trying out marketing for the next few weeks. He's super passionate about Reykjavik as a city break destination after visiting it in April 2017. I visited it also in 2017 in March with my mammy on an escorted holiday and absolutely loved it. I'd happily go back if I had more time to save up for it. It's not the cheapest city break. No, it's not, but it's one of the most beautiful scenic places you'll ever visit. Even the drive from the airport to the Blue Lagoon is... Yeah, gorgeous. It's, it's like you're in, if anybody's seen the Lord of the Rings movies, kind of something similar to that. Yeah. And obviously Game of Thrones as well. Obviously. Like the the landscape, it's all um, the dried up lava. Okay. And it just looks like you're in a, on a different planet. It's And do you see that immediately after, when, when, immediately. You, get, when you get off the flight and you're as on soon, the transfer into Reykjavik? Yeah. As soon as you're out of the airport. Your eyes are just glazed out the window. Yeah. You just cannot take your eyes away from the scenery what's the flight when you're coming in what's the flight what's the the view from the aircraft like is that spectacular as well I do remember on the flight out looking out more I think our flight there was a like early-ish one yeah ours was at I think it was half five in the morning so we were a little bit sleepy and it's probably dark a lot of the time actually when you're flying in or out yeah and in March it's just kind of still that wintry bit so yeah but once you walk out the airport then it all it unfolds in front of you and it's like nothing you'll ever see. Really? And weather, I mean, is it like, is it is it really cold? It was in March. So th- today it's quite nippy outside here. Yeah. So imagine today's weather, but just like that bit, like sharper cold. Yeah, it's 
icy, icy cold. Okay. Yeah. So you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. Like obviously I- in the summer months it warms up, but from probably October to March, November, it's it can be bitterly, cold. bitterly cold. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd my big ski jacket, I thermal tops on, I'd my hat, I'd my gloves. Yeah. But that's all part of it, isn't it? it uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you have the correct clothes, it's fine. That's yeah. That's mm. it. There's no problem. And what? What, do you just book yourself and then go over and do some tours? Yeah, well, I booked, um, I actually booked one of the tours through Do Something Different, one okay. of our suppliers. So we had that pre-booked. That was the, um, that was the Blue Lagoon. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Blue Lagoon. So I would highly recommend anybody that di- that's going on that, you have to pre-book it. They give you a specific time slot and you have to turn up. So you can't just turn up to the Blue Lagoon and say, hey, I'm here. They won't let you in. No, and there's always, it's always filled with people. Yeah, and it it gets booked up well in advance. So it's a, say for example, you're booking your flights and your accommodation with Click and Go in January and you're traveling April, March. Book the Blue Lagoon in January What is the Blue Lagoon? What is the Blue Lagoon? Exactly. Uh, It's not an entirely natural lagoon. Yeah, geothermal pool. Yeah, but it's, it's filled with nutrients and um, oh. it's steaming hot. Ste- not just like a nice, just above like lukewarm. Okay, it's just a nice temperature that you can just like mosey around in yeah. it for. I think it's I think about me, thirty-nine. Is it thirty-nine? Yeah. forty degrees or something like that. I think me and Mam stayed in it for like a good <coughs> hour. A minus minus hour five outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once you get out of the water, it's absolutely freezing cold. Yeah. Once you get into it, it's I think hot. it's one of the most Instagrammed places in the world. I yeah, think. I'd right, say yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, so. like when we were there, it was raining. But even at that, like, and it was still fabulous. Yeah, it's, I could imagine, imagine being in the snow. Yeah, yeah. Like, even at night, it, I think it opens. It opens early in the morning from eight a.m. I think the last slot is nine or ten. So you can go and it's very, very atmospheric. Mm. It's a really, really good feel. And then you can go out, you can do the kind of, um, there's massages and massage therapy and there's and a restaurant there and there's loads of little Yeah, and there's like the little uh, face mask bar in the lagoon. So you can like swim over and with your ticket, there's um, a silica face mask included. So you just go over, cover your face, tot off for another swim and then like just wash your wash it off in the water. Did yeah. I Did I see people drinking? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a swim-up bar swim as well. I thought I saw that. I wasn't sure. And now, there is only a maximum of two drinks you can have. Which is fair. Yeah. So you're I not going to get people, you know, going mental. Yeah, well, that's, okay, well, that's that's a good rule. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But yeah, I think as part of it, you get your silica mask, a drink and a towel. But I remember we were in, in there for about a solid hour and I was like, I'm going to get a nice picture of us. So I ran sprinted back to the locker because it was Baltic outside I couldn't find my towel when I got out because there's so many towels it was like which yeah, one's mine do you know I don't really want to be using somebody else's towel so somebody I'll stole mine as well myself. same thing happened to me yeah so <laughs> your towel will go missing um, just be very quick running between the doors how did you just get from um, from the airport into Reykjavik how long does it take uh, well I was doing the escorted tour so it was, it was all part of it yeah it was all part yeah. of it like we went from the airport to the Blue Lagoon Blue Lagoon to the hotel I think maybe I don't know 20, 20, 20 to 30 minutes to the Blue Lagoon and then That's maybe so it's another 15 you, minutes or so when you get into Reykjavik the first thing to do um, is the Blue Lagoon yeah. yeah on the first day because it's about 40, 45, 50 minutes from Reykjavik it's only 20 minutes from the airport okay. yeah. so you're better off just doing it on the way and save yourself the time of going back and as well, there's what, what there's 
170 geothermal pools around the island. So I'm sure if you ask around, you'll have some other little ones you can dip yeah. in and out yeah. of while you're touring the island. Just the Blue Lagoon is the most famous one, obviously. Yeah. So that's where everybody wants to go. There's so much demand for it. So just make sure you book it in advance. Yeah. And then into Reykjavik. So that was beautiful or was it? Just Reykjavik, yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> it's, little place. It's um, it's it not is, a big city. No, like, it's a tiny, tiny city. Um, and it's dotted around with kind of these little coloured houses and yeah, like white houses and nice like bright red roof or okay, all like kind of whitey, creamy houses and like bright colourful roofs. But it's like very Scandi Nordicy look to it. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a very small city. Like yeah, it'd be, it's walkable. I walkable. wouldn't really even call it a city. Per s- it felt Ma- more like, well, maybe like a Kilkenny. large town. <laughs> I'll go with Kilkenny. Yeah, like Kilkenny's <laughs> a good size. It wouldn't be a Dublin size city. It'd okay. be more more no. small city. I suppose Reykjavik, you're not going there to go to Reykjavik. You're no. going down to see the, the tour, do the tourist and the excursions. Um, so that's the main thing. Mm. Yeah, okay. there's like, there's a few museums in Reykjavik, but... The Golden Circle and exploring the actual countryside is the main thing. Yeah, exactly. And what other excursions like we can you do? Or did you still? Okay, so say. there's like there's a least oh there must be about ten, twenty different excursions mm. you can do. The Northern Lights is one of the big ones. Yes. So unfortunately when I, I was there in April, at the end of April and we had just missed them by a couple of days. Oh. So yeah, absolutely good. It's and is it are the Northern Lights because I, I always had the perception or the idea that and I think I said to you earlier on, you think that they're going to be, that officially they can be there all the time. Mm. But you were saying as well, there is a quite a, a little bit of a, a limit. Of, you know, it's going to hit around April time. And from then on, you might see them, but you've got um, better chances. Very rarely. Very rarely. That's what rarely. We were told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of just disappear kinda after April. November to the, mi- I'd say middle of March. It was like fairly dicey when we went. Yeah, like we had, li- we had been in the place we were staying. We'd just been told that the guy, uh, t- chatting to a few guys and they were there for a week and they had seen them. Mm. Yeah. And then um, another guy had said, yeah, they just finished. He mm. went out to have a look at them. But obviously, it, you know, an awful lot of people, you say, go there for the Northern Lights, but yeah. th- that's only 5% of what yeah, exactly. There's so yeah. many different tours and excursions you can do. You've got the Blue Lagoon, you have the whale watching. Um, you've got Did the you Golden do whale Circle. watching? No, we didn't uh, actually get a chance to I'd, do that. I'd actually, I'd love to go back and do that. Yeah, that's the thing about it. If you had, like, if you, even if you go for three days, you don't get everything done, you can always go back again. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. No, yeah. Especially with the value of the flights at the moment. Yeah. I mean, I was looking, before we came over here, I was looking, uh, Jan and Feb, in January and February, we're, we're selling like three nights in a four-star hotel right in the centre of Reykjavik. Um, three seventy nine per person. That's really breakfast. good. Yeah, it's really, really good and value. Good save and have the breakfast in there as well. Yeah, and uh, exactly because we we get on to spending and a little bit later. But the the three seventy nine is when you when you you know okay you that might not be go, might not be going on a Thursday back on a Sunday type mm. thing. It might be Monday to Thursday, so weekends yeah. could be could more be more expensive. expensive. You probably need to be booking well in advance to be getting. The, the better deals. Yeah. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you're flexible with your dates and you book in advance, then yeah. you're going to get a really good deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what do, what other tours did you do apart from um, going well, to the Blue Lagoon? Yeah, we did the Blue Lagoon. We did the Golden Circle Tour. Yeah, it's we brilliant. did as well. That is just an incredible tour. So that's, I'd say, after the Blue Lagoon, the Golden, the Golden Circle Tour is number two oh, on your list. Like, the scenery is just yeah, they bring you up to yeah the the Gulfus um, waterfall, waterfall, which is absolutely stunning. It's yeah. really really scenic. It was in the the movie Prometheus. I think they, if anybody's familiar with that, one of the Alien movies, they use that as the backdrop. 
Um, they bring it was up... covered in snow when we were there. It looked really oh, pretty. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Wow. It was super pretty. And then uh, they bring you to the geezer tour as well. The geezers are absolutely brilliant. Unbelievable. <laughs> They're really... The only thing is, be prepared because the smell. Yeah, the smell. <laughs> it's, uh, it's sulfur. Okay. So yeah, it's it's the equivalent of rotten eggs. Oh, lovely. <laughs> mm. It's uh, nice and appetizing if you're there just before lunch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what, I'm trying to think what else we did. We did the Golden Circle as well. And did you go up to see the Parliament? The no, old, I didn't see the, the Parliament. Parliament. No, no. Part of one of our day trips was um, going around, I think it was on the way to the Geezers or on the way back from the Geezers. We did a route around to see the, the first Parliament from mm. 930 AD. It's like up on the top of this mountain. You pass where the two um, tectonic plates are. Yeah. So you, yeah, we you did go that. right by them and then it's on a bit from there and you see this like big mountain and like a hole at the top of it and then two stones over that. And that was like the seat of the parliament Amazing. back in the day. And it has like the different points around it for the parliament. And it's just... Yeah, it, it's like a walking through history. I was going to say, it looks really cool. It's absolutely brilliant. It's just unbelievable. We did. The, I did the Eurasian and the North American tectonic plates. So you get to stand on each of the plates. I was yeah. just going to say. absolutely incredible. I mean, is there... Yeah, you can, can see. You see any yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, you can see each one. So you can have one foot on the Eurasian plate, and then you can have your other foot on the north. So you can, you know, you can say you've been on two tectonic plates. <laughs> yeah. And if you're wow. brave enough, they do um, scuba diving. Mm. You can know I didn't do it, but I would absolutely love to go back. Um, now the water is crystal clear; you can see right in front of you. This is absolutely like breathtaking. Yeah. It really is. And you can do like ice caving and stuff as yeah. well. If you're outdoorsy, like Iceland is the spot to go. I oh, think yeah, it is, absolutely. isn't it? Really, like yeah. you'd, you'd need to be well into all that. Yeah. Either, either going out on boats or going scuba diving or yeah. Yeah. trekking or hiking or up the mountain because an awful lot of the stuff Reykjavik is just the base, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. A lot of people will actually go in and they'll rent a car mm. and they'll drive right around the ring of the island. Yeah, it only takes, I think. I think our tour guide said it takes a week to drive around the island. Yeah, well, yeah six or seven days Which or so. Which stops, so it's not that long. The tectonic thing sounds cool. <laughs> 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 yeah, Jamie would love that. He loved it, but in nature. Yeah, it's it's absolutely spectacular. And yeah. if you do get to see the Northern Lights, like, that's like a cherry. Yeah, I think top. that's a bonus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you have to view it as a bonus, don't you? Yeah, you yeah exactly. Well, you, you, know, you, know, you know the dates that they're going to be there. Um, so yeah, yeah, they have a chance of being there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and and that's it. Like me, you know, obviously at the moment we're in the sort of Lapland, people going to Lapland sort of yeah. season, and there has been problems. It's okay now, but there has been with problems snow, with snow yeah. up there. Snow, yeah. And you know, people are upset. They spend a lot of money when they're going, yeah. and it is one of these things. Like the Northern Lights, you know, we're trying to sell, tell people. Well, they'll do Northern Light tours, yeah. but they won't You're not go. Guaranteed. A lot of some of the tour companies will actually give you your money back. Yeah, that's so they'll right, refund you if you don't if you don't get a chance to yeah. see them. Which yeah. is, that's which, that's, yeah. that's good. That's that's yeah. fair enough. Like, but I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't let it put you off going in the summer months either. Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. And even on was uh, the longest day of the year is June twenty first. Mm. They have um, there's like a massive music festival in Reykjavik where it's like a all day all night party because there's only like a few hours of darkness. Okay, and it's meant to be absolutely yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. My friends went to it a couple of years ago. Oh really? To go. Yeah, I didn't get a chance. They're still there, uh, ready. <laughs> <laughs> they never came. They're still hungover from it. <laughs> well, Reykjavik does have a good partying culture. Yeah, it certainly does. They do like to party over there. Very good. And uh, I, I think 
the there's the other tour I was going to mention yeah. as well um, was the Game of Thrones the Game of Thrones tours oh yeah so if anybody has an interest in, in that um, it's where all the north the wall of the north and stuff yeah is. all the wildlings all the wildlings uh, and stuff that, were up that there was, yeah exactly all that was shot all of the, the kind of the scenes and the landscape were the white walkers and um, that was all shot there and they hired they get in an actor who's a slash tour guide that'll bring you down and really kind of recreate the kind of TV show and bring you along the tour or the, on the on the guide yeah it's supposed to be incredible but not an awful lot of tourism nowadays is based around we learned this TV last week shows. yeah it's based around TV shows yeah. we were talking to to Claire in our New in our New York uh, podcast last week and she says an awful lot of the the new cities that are the up and coming cities in in uh, the states are based around yeah. TV programs and movies yeah like, that, like so. Baltimore will be quite popular now uh, for the wire. Yeah, it's it is a whole new industry kicking off. Oh, yeah. But people come to Northern Ireland, Belfast for Game of Thrones. As That's well. right. Yeah, yeah. You know? and yeah. you can get like big uh, cloaks, and you get swords, and you do like archery training, and you get to hang out with wolves. Yeah. <laughs> go to the dark hedges. Like, I'm, this is I'm, in Northern Ireland. Now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this isn't in Iceland, but okay. still, yeah, the stuff related to the TV shows like. Edinburgh has a Harry Potter bus tour now. Sex in the City you can do a bus tour in New York. Yeah. and it, it really has gone Everywhere. Yeah. I, I think we might need to um, discuss the elephant in the room, which is the cost of things in Reykjavik. Not cheap. No, uh, to, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it like it's, it's not cheap. It's, it's a, you can do the flights and the accommodation for cheap. But it's more about the experience. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's something that you might have to save up a little bit longer for. You know, it's not a trip to Budapest or, or Rome or Berlin. You know, It's not a, a trip you'd go on on a whim. You'd no, need to just not. Yeah. make you, a conscious yeah. decision and it's a save up a little bit before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, a a it's a bucket list. Exactly, yeah. you know. Um, so I'd say try and book it as far in advance as you possibly can because you will end up saving if you do it that way. And including the, including the excursions, book the excursions. Yeah well in advance as well to get any possible deals exactly yeah. Yeah. especially around January there might be deals on excursions that we have yeah. to do something different as well yeah. 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 yeah and if you want to save money when you're there use the local supermarkets yeah absolutely that's mm. actually a really good point instead as well. of like going to the cafes that are say at the uh, geezers there's a, a like visitor centre yeah yeah so buy buy little bits of snacks to have with you and have them instead of going yeah. to the restaurant in the visitor yeah, exactly. centre. Save yourself sense, some money. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be as Irish as I possibly can be here. Throw a few sandwiches into the no, bag there. <laughs> even worse than that. So a pint. A pint will cost you anywhere between 9 to 13 euros. Well, Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know. So stock up yeah. in the offy. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, you're not really going there, you know. You know, you probably won't be drinking much. But if you're having a few in the evening, you, you know, it. It's be probably yeah. Be be conscious. Exactly. I think I think it is. It's a, it is that is a very good point, Kev. Because you know you're not going there. There's so much to do. You're going to be up early. Yeah. You're going to be back yeah. late. Yeah. You're going to be doing days. a lot. You're going to be tired. Yeah. It's, be so it's tired. not. Yeah. Even though the nightlife is great and sounds sounds amazing, um, it's it's not a place that you're going to be. Um, going out for the three nights that you're there. No, absolutely you know, not. Getting up at six o'clock in the morning, or sorry, coming back at six o'clock no. in the morning. No. Um, and, and on the yeah. and, and even if you're doing Northern Lights tours, like. I remember ours only left at I think ten o'clock at night. Yeah, so so you're not going to yeah. be like going mental. You're on the move <laughs> all day long. Yeah. So it's a busy packed day, and that's where you're going down. That's where you're going there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's about the nature, not the nightlife. Yeah. I think that's 
covered it. Yeah, I think that's um, covered it. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything else? Yeah, there's there's a really good market as well that we went to in um, in Reykjavik just by the harbour. Oh, so if nice. anybody wants really to good. ever try fermented shark, that's Ooh. the place to do it. <laughs> Personally, I'll never do it again. Fermented yeah. shark. Fermented what was that like? shark. Like a patina by the sounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's a very hard taste to describe, but it's just something I'll never ever taste again. Yeah, I think it's you've described it fairly <laughs> well there, Kev. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I I can't imagine that would be But it's a brilliant nice. market and you can kind of meet the locals as well. Like fruit, can, veg, meat. Yeah, everything. Like uh, secondhand clothes, records. So oh, wow. yeah, it was kind of like a flea market. Oh, that's really a cute. huge food part of it as well. And that's where you can pick up uh, pick up the shark. And what is that on weekends? Um, yeah, we were. well, I was, when I was there, it was uh, Sunday. We went oh, to the Sunday, so. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved that when I was there. Damn. We went to... Um, the Harper Concert Hall and that has some pretty cute shops in it if you're buying souvenirs. Oh, okay. Bit pricey, but like it's yeah. really, really nice but and it's a nice spot for a bit of lunch and a coffee yeah. to revive yourself. And in, in the centre of Reykjavik, like, you know, there's bars and restaurants and, and whatnot around, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's it's like any other city, to mm. be honest. Yeah. Um, it's just very, very easy to walk around. Like, there's one main street that kind of goes right through the centre of it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like think uh, of Connell Street. Not as wide. Yeah. It's very, very Small compact. Street. Yeah. Runs and there's bars, there's restaurants, there's shops, there's a there's a hard rock cafe, um there's, a, there's an Irish pub obviously. Oh of Co- course yeah. there is. Course, Can't go anywhere yeah. in the world. No. no surprise. Yeah, but as I said, you know, you're not really going there for that. It's yeah. it's not it's not a city break. It's a kind of tourism excursions and it's, it's an experience. Okay. Yeah, yeah, seeing the nature. Right. I think that's All right. everything. Cool. We mentioned excursions and experiences throughout the resort report. So this week, our interview is with someone from a company who provides them. We're talking to Graeme, the country manager for Ireland for DoSomethingDifferent.com. Graeme, morning. How are morning, you today? How are we? Hope you're both well. Yeah, not too bad. Tired. Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all a little bit, little bit tired this morning because it's nice and early that we're doing this uh, interview. Um, so we'll start off with the same question that we always ask um, all of our interviewees. Okay. And it's, what's your favourite destination? Oh, I feel like I'm probably going to have to be a bit of a politician answering this one <laughs> by giving you three or four different answers because uh, the world is so vast. But if I was to, to kind of narrow it down closer to home, I think Mallorca is one of those yeah, just fantastic destinations. And um, whether it's a two week beach holiday or a city break in Palma, every time I land at Palma Airport and drive out of the airport, I really feel like I am home. Mm. Um, it ticks a lot of boxes for me. Outside of Mallorca, I love Italy. I love the, the, the Dolce Vita side right. of Italy. Um, excellent cities, fantastic picturesque, picturesque villages, um, plenty of historical and cultural things to see and do, but then tops it all off with the, the food and wine oh, yeah. uh, at the end of and the day. And your favourite in Italy? I love Rome as a city break. Um, love Rome, but I suppose Lake Garda. Yeah. Lake Garda. Um, Lake Garda is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of kick back and relax in the mm. lake. Um, but it's a good location to go and see a few, you know, it's, it's the proximity to Milan, Venice, mm. Verona. Um, so it's a nice mixture of a relaxing holiday boat with plenty to do. Yeah, you've, you've been, obviously I know, I know you for a good few years now, um, Mallorca was more your family destination, is it sort of? Well, show my age, it, it's, <laughs> now it is. It yeah. is now, yeah. Not when we first went. Ago, <laughs> you might have got a different answer to that yeah, one. Um, I remember it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is one of those islands that has a nice mix of, you know, particularly up the north of the island. Mm. Um, there's plenty to do for families. 
and then you come closer down to the south and you know Santa Ponza, Magaluf, yeah. Yeah. Palmanova. Nova. Uh, there's a lot going on. Party there. Central. Party Central. So yeah. what's um something that we talk every week in the uh, in the podcast is always bucket list comes up. Apart from food, bucket list always comes up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm old being asked this question. <laughs> I was thinking about this last night going, I've never been asked for a bucket list. Yeah, but no, just just one destination, one bucket list destination one. that you'd love to now I know you're a well travelled man. Yeah. Um but where where would be your your real bucket list destination that you have? You're not gonna let me have three or four. You can have a couple. <laughs> no, okay. you can have a few. Uh, top three. Top yeah. three. Top three. Okay, number one, and would be I lived in Australia uh, many years ago, but I never made it over to the west or the north coast. Um, so I have a significant birthday coming up uh, in a few years' time, and uh, the plan is to fly into Perth and spend about six weeks driving up to Darwin, right. finishing Darwin, yeah. and just take it all in. So you're gonna do that for your twenty first. For my twenty first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're invited. Thanks. Jim. Again, I go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I do have one or two others. Uh, I, I've been in California before, uh, but I've really just done the cities and the theme parks there. So I've done uh, San Francisco, LA, but I'd like to kind of give it a bit more time. Maybe start Go up along the Pacific Academy. Coast. Do the Pacific Coast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Start That'd up the Academy, uh, hang out at the, the park there for a while, work my way down to, I don't know, Big Sur or Monterey, finish in San Diego. Be a beach bum for a few days down there. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be on to another sniffing your birthday after you finish that, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us more about do something different.com. Who are you? What do you do? Okay, we are part of ATD uh, Travel Services, um, which all began back in 2002. Ollie Brandon uh, was our owner and founder, and he had been a holiday rep out in Orlando. So he would have looked after a lot of the UK and Irish clients when they were going out to Orlando and organised to get their theme park tickets for them locally for Disney, Universal, SeaWorld. Uh, he moved back to the UK and decided to pre-sell these to English people before they left. And by 2006, we had given Disney one million site visits in, wow. in, in one year. Right. And we're now the largest, we're now the world's largest theme park ticket seller. Um, our aim is really just to add happiness to people's holidays. And what I mean by the happiness is, is like if you take today, which is on Iceland, um, and Stephen, if you decide to go there on a click and go holiday mm. in February and in 20 years time we're sitting down having a long overdue pint and I <laughs> ask you about the holiday to Iceland you're probably not going to remember your check-in and your flight and you might time. remember your hotel but you're definitely going to remember you know, your Northern Lights experience yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. definitely going to remember relaxing in the Blue Lagoon so that's what I mean by, by adding the happiness yeah. Um, yeah. so what does your role involve? Like, where, where do you fit into that whole <laughs> business? Uh, yeah, well, I'm the country manager uh, for Do Something Different in Ireland. Um, myself and the team here, uh, we work very closely with Irish travel agents, Irish tour operators, basically to ensure that they're fully trained and educated on all the fun stuff that their clients are going to do <laughs> on the holidays. Um, and we work, I work very closely with the various theme parks, um, just really training and educating and communicating yeah. um, all their, their product out to Irish so agents. you're out on the road? All the, most <sighs> Mixture, no. Um, it's 2019 nearly, a lot of stuff is, okay, is done yeah, office yeah, space. Yeah. yeah, we would be out. At, there's a lot of events, mm-hmm. conferences, functions. Um, 
I do say I probably have the best job in the world. I get to travel out to these theme parks. I was just going to say, I was going to say, you get to test out the tours and the tickets. You do, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you have to. You know, we are a specialist at what we do. And in order to be that specialist, you have to know it inside. You have to sample the product. You do have to sample the product. So, yeah, I've been on many a roller coaster and many a water slide. And I keep going back. Yeah, very important. So, what's your favourite? Uh, holiday experience or favourite holiday adventure that you've done either either on some of those work trips or on your, your own personal trips yeah um, again politician three or four different answers right. but uh, <laughs> I'd say number one so far for me is I've done Alcatraz oh, wow. um, a number of years ago I've done it twice I've done it by day and I've done it by night and it is a fantastic experience yeah um, the San Francisco you know I've done it in the summer and San Francisco usually has good weather but no matter usually when you go out to Alcatraz it's misty and it's eerie miserable. and it's foggy <laughs> and it's miserable and it just adds to the whole yeah, experience right. um, great stories to be told when you're in Al- Alcatraz the way they, they do the audio visual tour um, listening to former inmates and listening to former uh, prison officers gives you a good sense of what it was like to be a prisoner so yeah so is, really is there an eerie feeling there? very much so is very there, much yeah. so and that's what i was saying about the you know in san francisco the weather can be you know in the summer is generally good but when you get the boat over it's generally foggy and eerie right. and it, it, it does add to it and mm. um, so yeah that, that that's that's definitely one a number of years ago then i was out in new zealand i did a thing called a shot over jet down in queenstown um what? and it's basically a speedboat right and mm-hmm. uh big for adrenaline junkies like the guys drive these boats pretty uh, close <laughs> to the rock face um, so yeah it, that's it's, it's similar actually because I know when, when I went to, to New York recently and I, you sorted me out very much for the for the city pass oh, yeah. um, and you know there was a huge mixture of different excursions that, that we done you know one of them was going to the top of the rock there was, there was a speedboat that's just because you're linking it in there you were talking about the speedboat on the, the Hudson wasn't yeah, it? yeah I think it's, it's called the Shark um, and what it is is there's a lot of boats go around the Hudson and because we were there in summertime we decided to do it on a speedboat uh, you jump on with about 20 other people they blast out rock music, anything from ACDC to Iron Maiden, and you fly around the Hudson. Right. And it's a great way to get down to the Statue of Liberty, yeah, go yeah. under the Brooklyn yeah. Bridge, yeah. take in the iconic Manhattan skyline while having a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, Something a bit different. It is a bit different than the last time Something we did Something a bit different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that New York Pass you spoke about is probably uh, you know, a, like, a perfect example of you know what do something different they're all about one of the biggest tickets there we have will be the new york explorer pass mm. it's a, a multi-attraction pass um you get a choice of say five attractions you don't have to pre-book it um but at last time i was there i did the statue of liberty empire state rockefeller i did the speedboat around the hudson and a jump on jump on off tour yeah if i had purchased them all in manhattan it would have cost me about 200 euro mm. Mm. They're sold in Ireland. Click and go can sell them for about 110 euro. Yeah. Per, so oh, we'd have been lost without it. I mean, yeah, yeah. as you said, you don't have to pre-book. You, you book the ticket, but then you, when you get over there, you go to the excursion. You, you it, know. it adds the happiness to your holiday. It does. There's it no add, doubt. Yeah. And takes the hassle out. It takes right? the hassle. Well, yeah. you know, if you take two families going out to New York, and they book a click and go, they're gone in February, and one family books the New York Explorer Pass, and the second family doesn't book the New York Explorer Pass. Well, what happens is the family who books the New York Explorer Pass saves money, gets to see all their sites, has a, a bit more of a relaxing holiday. Yeah. The family who doesn't pre-book has to scramble, has to get up every morning, go down to the hotel concierge, pay in dollar, mm. you know, run the risk of availability, 
run the risk of the kids not being happy and so family A has a better quality of holiday yeah, without, so by pre-purchasing things like that mm. no um, I can voucher it adds to it definitely voucher it um, so just talking about literally leading into that we're talking about uh, pre-booking yeah. um, the experiences are there any destinations that you'd recommend that you have to pre-book the you know the excursion tickets um, most destinations and the reason I, I say that is it's pre-booking that adds the holidays add happiness to people's holidays and it makes sure holidays are stress-free and it makes sure holidays are memorable and three main reasons is one is cost two is availability and three is the quality of holiday and we have deal with the first one cost okay yeah. quick example if you go out to florida um 80 percent of people do pre-book their theme park tickets before before they go but for the 20 percent of irish people that don't pre-book their theme park tickets what happens is if you go up to the gates for example at universal studios i was there last week a one-day ticket will cost you about 220 dollars okay per person for one day and when you leave at five o'clock you're that's gone. it yeah. your ticket is, is null and void Irish clients can pre-purchase a, a 14 day ticket for Universal with click and go and it's approximately about 320 euro okay. and that gives them 14 days unlimited access think about the the, the stress free and the hassle free it's done they, it's purchased before they've left Ireland it's paid for mm. you know one yeah. less worry they don't have to take extra dollars and worry about exchange rates and mm. currency fluctuations queue up you know and Pay triple the amount when well, there. Yeah, like two hundred and twenty nine dollars for one day versus three hundred and twenty for fourteen yeah. days. It also adds to the to the happiness on the holidays. You don't have to say to the kids, No, you're not going in to see Mickey Mouse now, I have to queue up and get, you know, buy these tickets. Mm. They walk straight in. Another thing we would do something different, our tickets are gate ready or or what we call hard tickets. It basically means that when Irish clients get up to the parks, they walk straight in. They don't have to queue up, okay. exchange vouchers, Brilliant. they walk straight in. So tell us um just finally your for, for for Irish clients, your top three selling park tickets or excursions or destinations. What would what would where it does where it's seasonal. Um, yeah. Florida will always be number one. Okay. Um, but it's seasonable. So so in the summertime, after Florida, New York will be number two. Port Ventura will be three, okay. and Las Vegas will be four. Okay. And then this time of the year, Florida is still number one. Uh, Iceland. Okay, number two yeah. uh, this time of the year is really really popular for Iceland ah, Northern Lights Northern time. Lights yeah yeah and Stephen you asked about the you know Northern Lights in Iceland will be definitely one I would pre-purchase one it's cheaper in advance as always but two you think about a lot of the tours and a lot of the excursions they're jeeps going out to see the Northern Lights you run the risk of availability yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, or the Blue Lagoon does limit the, emis- emi- the admissions each day so yeah. you need to pre-book it and again I am repeating myself it's adding happiness to the holidays so you don't have to scramble every morning going down to the hotel, hotel concierge getting your Icelandic krona paying in krona it's all done yeah. in Ireland yeah. before they go so yeah Iceland is number two uh, Krakow Auschwitz yeah. is a big seller this time of the year and then a lot of Irish families take uh, breaks to Disneyland Paris yeah yeah. Well, that's usually uh, popular uh, and clicking it, it, on, so we sell tons of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Graham, um, thanks for coming in so early and yeah. doing the interview. Um, Looking forward to breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> we won't get a few now. Um, hope it wasn't too arduous, and uh, thanks very much. Thank you. And naturally, Stephen has some top tips about an Iceland city break. Yeah, we're so going. So, what are they? And um, we've covered a couple of them in the chat, mm. um, but the first one is after you get off uh, your flight, have your Blue Lagoon booked to go straight from the airport. And just to add on to that, 
put your swimming togs and change of clothes and everything into your hand luggage so you don't have to go rooting at your suitcase. Brilliant. Coming off the bus. Tip 1.8. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And any like uh, deodorant or cosmetics you need, stick them in the handbag before you, before while you're in the airport if you need to reshuffle things around. But do it before you get on the bus. It's very handy because any... You know, you can organise your transfer. So you can say, rather than just paying for your, your transfer from the airport in, into your hotel in Reykjavik, the transfer can be included from the airport to the Blue Lagoon and then on. Mm, so you just have to pay, pay for the Blue Lagoon. So And it's on the way as well. So that is that is what, you know, anyone I've spoke to that's been to Reykjavik, um, both yourselves and my cousin who's there as well, said exact, they all done exactly the same thing. So it's obviously the thing to do. So make sure that, you know, do that. The second one, um, again, my cousin who was there about two or three months ago gave me gave me a lot of these. Um, so he said, "Do the Northern Lights by boat, if possible." So rather than doing the, the the safari, mm. um, the jeep safari going into into the forest, he said you can. There are obviously boat trips going out every night. Where you can you can be a bit more a little bit more expensive than than mm. probably the safari one, but probably I, not much. No, I think it's like twenty thirty euros. That's more. all it I is. Can't you imagine know? it'd be a huge amount extra. So he said that now, it would be cold. It would be colder than going into the forest. I would imagine going out in a mm. boat. But he just said because of the you know the, the nature of them, the lack of light pollution and whatnot, and the boat's able to move Navigate, around a lot so yeah. it's a whole it's a whole more excursion on top of going to see the northern yeah. lights or do both if you have time yeah, yeah well, why exactly. not yeah, yeah and the money excuse the pun and the money <laughs> um, the third one we'll get back to uh, Elner and I's favourite topic <laughs> food <laughs> <laughs> so the, the couple of um, recommendations that the, my cousin gave me again just to give a little bit of context in this um, my cousin Damien he is a fishmonger he has his own fish shop called The Catch in Cornell's Court a little tip from there shout out, yeah, yeah, shout out <laughs> look, um, look. and loves his food yeah. and obviously loves his fish and knows his fish and the, the two the two places he went to probably just looking at them they're very very different mm. one is a Michelin star restaurant on the top of the Radisson Blue Saga Hotel called Grillio and it's like a, there's a big taster menu now I remember when he was away he oh, he always does this he puts up nearly every dish that comes out up on his Facebook mm. uh, page and I remember sitting there I think it might have been a Friday night or Saturday night something like that and I was on Facebook and I'm looking at all the pictures and I was going how many courses is he getting <laughs> it looks spectacular he, look he said it wasn't it wasn't cheap it is a Michelin star restaurant mm. it is in Reykjavik but Again, you know, David knows food and he just said it is top notch. It is really, really good stuff and all very different. But, you know, it's it's not just fish to be meat and, and veg and, and whatnot. And so he, yeah, he said the grilly out was lovely. The second one, um, in his words, was epic. It was um, fish and chips. So it's hard to believe a fishmonger saying fish and chips is epic. That's exactly was where, where his words. Um, yeah. It's down beside the, there's a museum, a volcanic museum right down beside the harbour. And the, the place is actually called Icelandic Fish and Chips. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't I be can, easier. I can confirm he's correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said it was just unbelievably tasty. Um, I went on earlier on, I was having a look at some, some pics of mm-hmm. it. And Delish. oh, it looks from really good at this time of the night. We're all a little bit. Well, it is literally yeah. the freshest fish, fish in fish, <laughs> freshest fi- fish in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, it, and it's literally right across the road from the harbour. Yeah, it is literally the right across the road from fish. the harbour, and it's called Icelandic fish and chips. So again, it's not cheap, but he said it was 
absolutely worth it. I wrote down a name of a restaurant we went to. Brilliant. Um, so when we went to, it was on the main street and it takes reservations for like half five up until about half six. And other than that, it's just walking. It's a family run restaurant and it's obviously it's focuses on like Icelandic food and the meats and the fish. Um, it's not cheap. I got mine and mam's dinner there as a Mother's Day present to her. <laughs> Because I have such a good daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went for the three course set menu, which is about 60 euro per person without wines or 92 euro with. Okay. It's not cheap, but like it is so good. So yeah. delicious. It's worth it if you want to do like one a nice meal out. Yes. Or yeah, just treat yourself. For three nice meals out. But why not? <laughs> again, we keep we keep getting back to it. This is a bucket list destination. Yeah. This yeah. is go big, this is go something home. that you're yeah. going. Yeah, you're going to have to prepare for. Exactly. Like yeah, that. you are going to yeah. have to. But I highly recommend that restaurant. It is just one of the most incredible places mm. you will go. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody should do it. Everyone says, and you know, anyone. It's so different to any to European city break. Yeah. yeah. And the final tip is a good way of. I never thought of it before until until they were telling me about it. Um, there's an app called Appy Hour. A P P Y Hour. Um, so the Appy Hour app will inform you of bars, pubs, where they're doing specials on, they're having happy hours on. And I don't know if this is, obviously it's probably not just for Reykjavik, mm. but when myself and Eleanor Googled it earlier on, straight away put in happy hour app, and the first four searches on Google had, so, had something to do with Reykjavik. So it's obviously a big thing okay. um, in, in Reykjavik where Happy you, hour, yeah. Yeah, so I'd imagine the pubs and the bars might buy into that a bit more. Yeah, um, even the hotel bar. In our hotel, they had happy hour. And I think outside of happy hour, cocktails were about 18 to 22 euro. So for the two, three hours of happy hour, it was... Happy. Yeah, it was happy. <laughs> but that, I mean, that, Worth look, you your know, while. If, if, as we're saying... Condensing that your drinks into two, three hours. So e- even if you're saying like a, a beer could be nine quid or a glass of wine could be nine quid, whatever it is. If you're on the happy hour, you might be able to... So suddenly, by the sounds of it, it's quite organised, so... You might find that you'd have uh, pub A on, on this corner could be from, you know, 9 to 10 where they've got drinks. Another one does 10 to 11, another one does mm. 11 to 12. So it could be a case like that. So you could actually plan your nights, yeah. you know, entertainment. If that's, you know, we, we said it's not a huge drinking. Yeah. But mm. you, you, you are probably going to want to go out for a drink or two. So at least with you the happy hour, you can you can plan around it a bit and save a little bit of money as well. And one other thing I just, just remember there, just before we finish up, <laughs> really, really friendly, welcoming people. Yeah, like Some people think friendly. the Scandinavian culture and a little bit cold maybe, but absolutely not the case in uh, in Iceland. And they all speak English as well. Yeah, yeah they all speak perfect yeah, English. Yeah, their English is better than ours, to be honest. Brilliant. Yeah, no, they're lovely. Highly recommended. Go Iceland. Woo, yeah, boop. Definitely. That's it for this week on the Click and Go Travel Podcast. Thanks to Stephen and Kevin and thanks to Do Something Different for letting us chat to them. And thank you, of course, for listening. You can find plenty of Iceland deals on our website, clickandgo.com. As always, we hope you've been enjoying the podcast and getting some useful travel tidbits. If you have any questions or suggestions, make sure to drop us a mail at podcast at clickandgo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate it on iTunes share it and spread the word next week we have our Poland episode we promise there'll be clickies there'll be special guests it'll definitely be a good one so until then goodbye